Hi, I'm Brittany Pacheco. And I'm Amber Churchwell. <laughs> and we are the Watchers in the Basement. Welcome back. We are reviewing Season 5, Episode 4 of The Handmaid's Tale. Amber, I'm so excited to have you join me today. Yes, I mean, why, I'm very I say, why, why, I say, why do I say it like that? You're part of the Watchers. Okay, duh. Hello. Yes. <laughs> and I'm a new member. I'm a new you watcher. Are, you are. And it's a very exciting day because this live stream that we're doing right now marks the 100th episode or 100th video, shall I say, for the Watchers YouTube channel. So that is incredible. I think it's great. Woo! We're making history. <laughs> <laughs> Happy 100th birthday. Mm. I don't think it that counts. No, it doesn't count. Whatever. No. But that's okay. Happy 100th. Let's just Yay. Do it like that. <laughs> happy 100th. Yes. It's very exciting. I'm glad to get to share this opportunity with you. So we are in for what I think actually is a really good episode. What do you what are your yeah. overall overall thoughts on this episode entitled Dear Offred? Personally, I think it's my favorite so far. I okay yeah I actually think it was my favorite so far I I mean I really did like um episode three I did like it and I definitely liked episode two like uh, uh because we did like episode one and two together because mm -hmm. they released on the same time um I think I, I I just really liked this one I think it's definitely my favorite for so far so far we gotta keep that in mind <laughs> Right. Yeah. We're, this season's not over yet, but I won't say that this particular episode is my overall favorite. I yeah. still really enjoyed episode two with mm -hmm. the funeral and just like the mind blowing yes. twist of that episode. But this one comes a close second behind yeah. it for me. So really great episode. I was a little disappointed that IMDb didn't rank it a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. I agree. I was surprised. I thought it would be a little bit higher than because um, it didn't do as well as the first one, did it? Like I, I personally like a, think. I think yeah. it's like a point, point, or do you, I don't know, even a tenth of a tenth higher yeah. than the premiere episode. Which I thought, no, this this episode was worlds better than the premiere episode. Yes, I I agree. I I was a little surprised by it, but I mean, hey, to each their own, but. Yeah. I'm so, so very excited. Yeah. So shout out oh, to hi. McDorks, Christian, hola yourself. Hope you guys are doing safe <laughs> over there in Orlando. Yes. Um, I, I I totally understand what y'all are going through living in a coastal state myself. I really do appreciate you being here to support Amber and myself. And if you haven't, and you say you haven't, you haven't checked out The Handmaid's Tale, I encourage you to do so. But mm -hmm. Heavy topics, very sensitive topics, somewhat triggering topics, but it yes. does make for a very, very interesting watch. So, but appreciate you being here. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Amber, let's go ahead and start reviewing episode four, Dear Offred, which the title in itself. Wow. I mean, talk about a shot to the heart, if you will. Mm -hmm. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. And yeah, you I just knew it's going to be intense. Just from yes. seeing the title. Yes, for sure. So 
Uh, Christian says, we're good. We were blessed to have nothing done to us. That is amazing. Very That's good. so, so good. Glad you guys are doing Praise be. Praise be. The only time I think we'll use that <laughs> in this kind of sense. <laughs> but let's talk about uh, June. Obviously, yes. she is the main protagonist or antagonist in the episode or the series, depending on how you want to look at it. But we do start start with the episode of June and Nicole, baby Nicole, are enjoying a girls' day out at the park, and they're on the swings. I mean, swings mm -hmm. are just they're just so much fun, right? Mm -hmm. But freeing, very freeing, and they are approached by a quote unquote adoring fan, Yikes. creeper status, creeper yeah. status, and I think it's safe to say that. For June to go into complete full protective mommy mode was appropriate because the fact that the mm -hmm. fan was like, oh, she's adorable. Oh, I, and she gets like super close to the stroller and June's like, whoa, 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 back, back the fuck off. Like, yes. don't, don't touch my daughter. Like, no, 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 mm -hmm. no, no, no. What did you think about this quote unquote fan saying you were so lucky you were in Gilead? I honestly, it kind of, sucker punched the air out of me i was just whoa yeah <laughs> and thank you big dorks um, <laughs> thank you but, Kristen. yes the hair <laughs> thank you um i was just sucker punched by it and i think i can't imagine how that must have felt for june to hear because i mean considering all the trauma that being in gilead caused so it was terrible it was terrible and it just shows kind of like what we've been seeing and leading up to with that there is uh, at least some people outside of Gilead who support Gilead. And obviously they don't have a clear picture because Gilead keeps their, um, keeps the light out, I guess. They don't really right. want, want to be in the spotlight and for good reason. But <laughs> um, it just shows that this woman probably doesn't know the full extent of all of the horrors that June had to endure. And yeah, that doesn't that doesn't excuse her behavior. Right. Because even then she was being kind of creepy. Like even in a non-Gilead society, I would be a little weirded out by somebody approaching my child so incessantly. Strange without danger. permission. Yeah. Strange danger. Permission. <laughs> yes. And it was just so odd. And then that woman, you could tell very very clearly how she just went from zero to 80 from sounding she was that she was so adoring and so sweet and kind and then the mm -hmm. second that june's like hey um i'm not comfortable with this can you please back right. off she started calling her very <laughs> offensive insults like instantaneously right and, and i i think that that whole portrayal right there with mm -hmm. saying, oh, you were so lucky you're in Gilead and oh, baby Nicole is a child of God. It, it rings true for a lot of people who kind of hide behind this banner of righteousness and, and thinking that mm -hmm. because they're followers of, of a higher de deity and things like that, that somehow they're, they're better than everyone else and they can- Entitled. Exactly. And they can refer to other people as sluts and whores and, and things like that just because in their own mind, I'm better than you, which 
is never okay by any any stretch of the imagine imagination, even within any scripture or doctrine. That's not okay to think that way. It's not okay to treat other people that way. So for treat thy neighbor and all that. Exactly. So for mm -hmm. June to then drop f bombs. Listen, I cuss like a sailor. I fully support June yes. and her sentence enhancers. Okay. So her response, spot on. Spot on. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And for June to react that way. And then she's triggered, obviously. Mm -hmm. This this fan clearly doesn't know the inner workings of Gilead. For June to be referred to such terrible names, she's going to protect herself and defend herself as well as her daughter. So she gets a little mm -hmm. physical. She pins this fan up against <laughs> the swings at a girl, June. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. But also, why are these Gilead sympathizers still in Canada? Like, why haven't you marched across the border? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. They're scared. <laughs> they should be. But that's probably not reason why. But it's more... I, I don't know. Because I is it because they want to spread the borders and they're like hey when gilead does get here i'm already ready to go i don't, I don't but, but why wait <laughs> exactly i don't know <laughs> like i that was just a shot in the dark no idea why because like with, with the other people like i i said it before too with the women who um were showing sympathy to serena and mm -hmm. like praying for fred i was like no Go away. <laughs> just <laughs> please walk south for like several miles. Right. Just go right. south. Right. Leave us alone. Right. But there's a, there's a river somewhere. <laughs> go jump in it. Okay. And see if if Gilead will, yeah. you know, pick you up afterwards. No, it just floors me. For one, mm -hmm. obviously, I understand I I can understand women in this society who may experience infer infertility although this particular mm -hmm. fan said both her pregnancy were boys we don't know if these boys survived. or these pregnancies survived but the idea of infertility can can cause people to mm -hmm. deal with trauma in such a way and and their behaviors and actions are are very outrageous i guess you could say yes however if you're so desperate yeah. for, for a child and you are in favor of Gilead, what is stopping you from walking across the border to go into Gilead? We learned in, in the previous episode that they're watching the borders to make sure people don't escape, not people yeah. walking in. Yeah. So again, why? Why? Anyway. No idea. And <laughs> honestly, you're right. We do see women who, even before Gilead, like in flashbacks, we see how when Hannah was born, we mm -hmm. saw that that woman who uh, her she lost her baby and she right. tried to run off with Hannah. And right. we, even when um, Nicole and June were still in Gilead, we saw that like when um, Serena was walking with the stroller with, uh, and same thing with. Um, the Putnam family. Naomi Putnam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Naomi Putnam. They, whenever anyone approaches a baby, they're very much just like, hey, get away. And so, like, this woman's right. intera whole interaction wouldn't even be okay in Gilead. No. It, like, 
because you're showing too much attention to a baby that are, is already making you a threat. Right. Right. So, because that yeah. is the whole basis of their society is to mm -hmm. repopulate the earth and blah, blah, blah. Fine. Yeah. But you still Just can't remove. There, right. But yeah. you still can't remove the envy from other people who cannot mm -hmm. naturally have their children. True. It, it's just, uh, it just floors me. But we finally see, Amber, that June is in professional counseling. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to throw another praised bee out there. Because <laughs> um, yes. finally, this woman needed it. She needs um, it. She, yeah, she desperately needs it. And it, it seems mm -hmm. that she is acknowledging her her wrongdoings if you will yeah she she's being more self-aware exactly she's mm -hmm. expressing that sh things did get physical with the fan and the council refers to june by the third person did you happen to catch that i did um and i mean you know that i already touched on this too that she acts <laughs> very very differently there may be a um because i mean I'm by no means an expert, but I've seen so many different things of media where they address um, alter egos and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I picked on that like a dog on a trail. I was so into that. <laughs> I'm like, that's fascinating mm -hmm. because they just I feel like they just try to sneak it in there. And because Unless... everyone seemed like it was nor been talked about before. Right. Like Luke, June, the therapist. Yep. Right. Unless the therapist was talking to Luke about June, saying, True. well, we knew with June's, with Serena coming back, that June would be blah, blah, blah. And then it just kind of trailed off mm -hmm. after that. But initially, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait. Like, are are we not referring to June as June because she's in a completely different mindset? Is she yeah. off it at this point? You know, disassociative uh, personality disorder, whatever mm -hmm. uh, that actual name is is referred to and that i don't know it just, i just i was like whoa like this is weird or do we who are we talking to at this point because it's a yeah. very different june that we've seen in canada as opposed to when she first got there mm -hmm. obviously very defensive very standoffish very like let's go murder some people and now like you said she's self-aware mm -hmm. and is saying how do I make this stop? Yes. And I really liked that, that she, because, you know, Luke brought to attention, he's like, hey, how do we prevent the, her from getting physical in the future? And June jumped right on that. She's just like, yeah, how, how, how do we do that? How do we fix that? And mm -hmm. sadly, the answer was not satisfactory because trauma's not easy. And no. dealing with trauma is never going to be easy. And if she... If she is experiencing symptoms of uh, dissociative identity disorder, mm -hmm. um, then there, it's going to be a process that is yeah. not going to be easy. And that's kind of all they really can say at that moment. Because a lot right. of the times you're not going to know how to respond to something until it happens. Exactly. And, and I think the answer being that it is going to be difficult and June saying, yeah, like she obviously is, is aware. She knows that she's struggling, which is great. Having that self-awareness and, and recognizing it is, is a huge prog like improvement mm -hmm. obviously in her own mental well-being. 
But then the visit from Mark Tuello doesn't really help. <laughs> no. And I told you off screen, I feel like he just had to leave the house as a kicked puppy because everyone was rightfully angry at him. Yeah. But I mean, it's a big, huge, I told you so, man. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I felt, I felt a little bit bad for him, but mm -hmm. for a majority, I was also on Moira, Luke, and June's side because right. they did tell you, they warned you, they gave you so many different instances and examples. Mm -hmm. You knew what you were getting yourself into. Yes. Why are exactly. you surprised? Exactly. And, and for, for one, for Mark to deliver the news to Luke, June, and Moira about Serena's release, she's not going to be watched mm -hmm. at the detention center anymore. The U.S. government basically has nothing to do with her anymore. She's now in this Gilead ambassador role in Toronto, mm -hmm. which I, I had a lot of questions, but then Mark thankfully like answered those questions about mm -hmm. how Gilead had pre-war property in Toronto. And that's how able, yeah. that's how Serena is able to work and live and because of this, you know, little piece of property that Gilead has, yeah. and it's quote unquote, their territory. Mind blowing to me because it's like, oh shit, they're actually going to bring Gilead yeah. into Toronto. It's a lot more feasible now. And that is wow. terrifying. It's terrifying. So for, for Luke and June and Moira to be like, what the fuck did you just do? Yeah. And and Luke is rightfully pissed right from the get-go with Mark about having seen Hannah and not doing anything when he was in mm -hmm. Gilead. And Mark's kind of like, well, that's like wasn't really my job. My job was to escort sure. Serena and and Luke and Moira were like, that's that's just bullshit. <laughs> you know, that's just that's yeah. just crap. But because of Fred's funeral being broadcast. Now people are very interested in Gilead and yeah. this has opened the opportunity for Serena once again to be an ambassador to quote, represent Gilead's values. But Mark Yikes does. Yeah. But Mark does tell the group that she's limited. She doesn't have a passport. She has no money to her name. She is basically She's up for grabs, in other words. That's how I interpret it. That's how I interpret he meant it, but I don't think that that's how the other three heard it because <laughs> they're right. She's been able to do get away with so much shit by with even before when circumstances were not great. Because I mean, hey, right. she didn't have she she's a woman in Gilead. Gilead does not have it give many rights or power to women right. if any at all so mm -hmm. and she was still a threat back then so it's like now that she's in a land where she has a lot more freedoms than a wife would in gilead that doesn't mean that she's a, not a threat anymore mark what are you talking about <laughs> like it's yeah. right well I thought that, like, yeah the idea in itself is scary because we do know that serena did help create Gilead from behind the scenes. So imagine mm -hmm. now that Fred's out of the way, commanders are out of the way. Yes, she does have to report to them. Imagine what she could do in Toronto. It's kind of like making Gilead into her own image, right? Exactly. And it's, it's a really horrifying mm -hmm. idea. 
in general. Yeah, like her own <laughs> Gilead where women can read her book. <laughs> it's just, I had the exact same process, thought process. It's, and I mean, Ugh. June's lying to her. I felt, again, I feel a little bit bad for Mark, but she's right when she said like, you never listened to Margaret. You never listened to me when I said, told you and I warned you about her. God, you're such a fucking disappointment. It was mm -hmm. like, ouch. You're mm -hmm. right, but ouch. I mean. But, but his retort back to her about having unrealistic expectations. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. It's true. I mean, Man. he, he does have a point because yeah, June did went obviously she went through atrocities and we have seen that. We follow her story and mm -hmm. we obviously root and support her. Mm -hmm. But she is one person out of thousands. Yes. Millions. You yes. you can't expect everything to go your way just because you want it to go your way. And and I understand Luke was mad and he's reasonably mad that he didn't do anything about Hannah, but Mark's right, that's not his job. Right. Sadly. Like, yeah. So I think they expected all of these. They did. They expected so many different things from happening from that trip. And none of it went the way they expected because. And he's right. They had unreasonable yeah. expectations. They did. They did. Well, this doesn't stop mm -hmm. June from going into full on defensive mode mm -hmm. she goes and digs up that gun that we saw her bury in i believe episode one mm -hmm. and she takes off in the middle of the night to wherever serena is staying we'll we'll soon find out it's going to be known as the gilead information center which has its own living quarters and and serena's acolytes are outside her window like you know ah, you know whatever and and <laughs> And it just, oh my God, that that's seriously, again, people just go to Gilead yourself. Just go. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. But June, unfortunately, I say unfortunately, cannot use the weapon because the ammo clip is jammed. It's been in the dirt. It's cold. It's, yeah, it probably you, you froze. Yeah, exactly. You can't get it to, to use. But you don't have a gun to use. What are you going to do instead? You're going to drive up to the window. June steps out and it's the death stare amongst these mm -hmm. women from Serena, who's in the window looking down at her supporters, June looking up at her and then surprisingly doesn't step foot on the property any further, but she gets back in the car and drives away. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm telling you, she's getting more self-aware and realizing, hey, I mm -hmm. will make things worse. So she didn't. And she the fact that and she that's the moment she got home and talked to luke she was very open and honest about what she did yes loved it love yes. to see it this is growth yes and and even with luke being just very calm and hearing her out and saying mm -hmm. okay yeah like i get it i get you want to shoot her in the head but let's I talk about <laughs> let's talk about how that's not going to help us <laughs> yeah you know uh, we need to do th things the right way. Let's eliminate Serena by building code violations, city council, mm -hmm. protests. Like, I know people and we can do things the right way. And furthers that reason with, if you go and shoot her in the head, they're going to take baby Nicole away from you. Mm -hmm. And we lose any and all chances of getting Hannah back. Yeah. It's like, 
this is this is solid. Mm -hmm. This is it's solid. A very reasoning. valid argument. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's exactly what she needed to hear. Perfect. And, 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 and she didn't lose her mind. Like we'll see her later in the episode, lose her mind. But it was reasonable. Yeah. So. And it's reasonable. And when she actually did, it's because she was triggered. Like, oh. it's go ahead and tell us about that trigger. Walk us through that that moment. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Um this, this is where the title comes from. Um <laughs> Wow. So we do see Serena with a bunch of invites. We don't know what they are yet. We assume it's correspondence of some sort. Mm -hmm. And we find out what it is and it is that she was sending out a bunch of letters. We don't uh, to uh, spread the word that they have this Gilead learning center and where you learn about Gilead and it's, and she sends it's one heaven on earth. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> she sends it to, um, she sends one of these letters, invita invitations to June and she wrote on it and it looks like by hand, dear Offred, <sighs> which, well, she just said off right, but still, yeah. that is the point of the title. And that was the name that they, that was the name they forced upon her. Like that is mm -hmm. terrible. And that is, oh, I was angry because that, that was a personal blow, especially yep. after just seeing that she saw you, you saw her. She knows mm -hmm. where you live now, Serena. Yeah. Like it's she was game. there for a threat. It's a game of cat and mouse between these two women. Yes. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And even though Serena is advised by Commander Lawrence to keep her distance, you know, just mm -hmm. put her her energy into work and, and not into June, Serena's like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And I'm going to, you know, send this, this invitation to June and call her by her Gilead moniker. Which was Offred. Talk about slap in the face, right? <laughs> yeah. And and June snaps. Mm -hmm. And June snaps. Rightfully so. I wouldn't yes. put her put it past her mm -hmm. to do anything at this point because it, it, it was such a blow. Because what does this mean of this information center? Does this mean that Gilead is now going to spread its territory within Toronto outside of, of that little building that's there. Mm -hmm. It it already has supporters. Yeah, so, I think I would not be surprised if it did spread from within, like how mm -hmm. it did before the war. That's right. what Serena was obviously good at. So right. it's going to spread the word and it's going to spread the following. And... I mean, maybe mm -hmm. it just gets kind of tipped over the scales because once the, she reports back to the commanders, the commanders might see fit to attack Canada again. And I mean, if it, there's already people on the inside, it mm -hmm. doesn't look good. And I think June is right to say mm -hmm. that the only way that all this goes away is to put everyone in the fucking ground. Yes. And, and Moira. Yes. Oh, God, the writing. For these episodes have been great. Moira will support June mm -hmm. in the sense of yes, I, I agree. There's no way. The only way mm -hmm. to to get this done is 
everyone be in the fucking ground. But there has to be a right way of going about it because we are refugees. You know, we're yeah. guests. We can't, you know, step a foot, uh, a toe out of line without mm-hmm. there being consequences. So we need to do it the way Luke wants to do it with the building code violations, et cetera, et cetera. And I love the, this part where she says, I'll dance on Serena's grave with you. <laughs> yes, because I, Praise I agree be. that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I think that that was uh, these interactions throughout this episode. Again, I'm going to say this every episode. I feel like I am in love with the script writers. Thank you guys so much for giving us such great lines and interactions and the actors for delivering it because yes. it showed between Moira and June just how much that June is already starting to heal, mm-hmm. especially because she she was very angry. She smashed a plate. She mm-hmm. said that she wants to put her in the fucking ground. I get yeah. it. We all do. But the fact that she didn't when... Moira was telling her something that June didn't want to hear. Like, hey, Luke's right. We got to do it a different way. We can't just go right. murder three. She didn't go off on her. She agreed. And she that is improvement. And that just shows that, hey, things are, they're le- learning how to interact with the new, I guess, trauma-soaked <laughs> um, the new June. best friends that they were. Yeah, like, right. it's... Because before Moira and June knew how to, they've been friends for years. They know how to interact mm-hmm. with each other. But now mm-hmm. they have to kind of relearn everything because right. they changed so much. And, I and June, it. It, I do too. And June does say, what if this is who I am now? And, and Moira's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't worry about you around baby Nicole anymore. So that's that's something. Yeah. She accepts June for who she is. This isn't going away mm-hmm. anytime soon. And we just kind of have to roll with the punches. But we also yes. need to put the brakes on the extreme <laughs> ideas, especially <laughs> when it comes to murdering people. But let's let's go ahead and fast forward to outside of Gilead's information center where yep. June is parked. She's got her pistol. It's nice and clean. And she is, is going to approach this group of supporters as well as protesters with gun in the waistband and you can hear this man arguing with what i assume are former handmaids i, I think these are the same women from they look familiar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're going back and forth he's saying things like you need to obey you need a man to put you in your place and i love love yeah. the response from one of these women saying i don't see a man here <laughs> I cackled aloud. I, it was brilliant. Again, thank you, scriptwriters. Amazing line. Because, wow. And that guy, I mean, I was getting angry right along with Mm -hmm. the girls because it was like, especially talking to those specific women. Because it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude. And you, this is this is the guy that I just kind of want to drop kick him over like across the Canada state oh, yeah. lines. Like, get out of here, dude. <laughs> Go to well, Gilead if you want to be like that. He he's clearly talking out of his ass. He doesn't know anything. And the yeah. and when Moira is is kind of trying to diffuse the tension between the two, he's like, hey, listen, like she's from America, and he's like, there is no America anymore. And and then he sucker punches Moira. I was like, dude, are you serious? Well, 
you just sucker punch June's best friend, which means you get the gun to the face. Okay. Yeah. Did you see how quickly, like the fan that she mm-hmm. encountered in the beginning of the episode, how quickly they cowered? This man yeah. immediately cowers and is like immediately books like he was terrified. Yes. He was scared. And I mean he should be. I mean, anyone would be scared reasonably if there's a gun in their face. Understand. Yeah. But dude, he shut up real quick. He did. And, and yes. Especially with that warning shot in the yeah. air. Mm-hmm. And June again. She's serious. <laughs> personal growth. Mm-hmm. Although Luke is in her ear saying, put the gun down, put the gun down. And she tells the man, go. Mm-hmm get out of here and he bolts and takes off running yeah. to which Luke is going to take June out of the situation because obviously now she's on property. She's on Gilead property. She just fired off a gun. It's not going to be yeah. good for her at mm. all. So, and there's like dozens of witnesses dozens, and exactly. I mean, she's off and she's in a state where she could, well, they already know that they're violent. Like, thank goodness that, Luke was there to talk her mm-hmm. down. I mean, mm-hmm. can't imagine if he wasn't. Um, you can't imagine. There can't imagine. <laughs> but um, it's Ooh. wow. It, like death for everyone. You die. You die. Everybody dies. Yeah, and I, honestly, I think at this point we kind of need to come up with a name for Killer June because Alfred. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel uncomfortable calling her Alfred, but I know. that is the only name that works. But it just it just seems like it's appropriate because she mm-hmm. she embodies this different persona yeah. as Alfred as opposed to being June or the mm-hmm. former June, right? Yes. So and that's the one who's violent. That's the one yeah. who- <laughs> good God, yes. <laughs> and it was right. so fast. Just wow. It was I was glued to the screen. I'm I'm pretty sure I didn't even breathe. And <laughs> it got even worse like when they escaped and I mean, you can talk about um what I mean happened from there. Uh, there there's things that obviously these characters will kind of interconnect with one mm-hmm. another multiple times in this episode and and after June and Luke flee the scene, they encounter Serena who is being escorted from the building for her safety, right? Mm-hmm. They encounter her with her new bodyguard. And there's like this standoff in a way. June does reach for the gun in her waistband. And then she looks down at Serena's belly and makes a decision not to put pull the gun out. Yep. And Serena gets into the car, drives away. June and Luke turn the other way and take off to go home. And, and June tells Luke, like, I didn't do it today but that doesn't mean i won't do it the next time and mm-hmm. luke's like listen i get it okay i got beef with her too but also they get a phone call in the meantime that hey doing things the right way worked you know the building code violations came through yes and so good news leads to good sex apparently so <laughs> i mean it's you can't just blame them but yeah but Yes, yeah, it, it was, it was something. But I, <laughs> that was such a charged moment, though, with mm-hmm. her seeing, seeing Serena, and I am, I'm surprised that she didn't do another warning shot. But 
yeah I can, yeah like i'm a i'm surprised that she had enough restraint at least not to do a warning shot right or even say anything. they didn't even say anything no just it was just classic stare <laughs> thankfully it didn't last as long as they have been and yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put a pin in that and i'll come circle back to that in a little bit but the end of june's story here mm -hmm. basically ends with her burning the invitation from from serena about gilead because now this information center has been condemned and c'est vie for june but we know that she's definitely not done with serena not done with serena at all and here's the surprising thing about this episode is that luke actually had more to do in this episode than in previous mm -hmm. i was very so, happy for it actually so walk us through his interaction with serena so he actually does go to serena obviously just said that but mm -hmm. he, he it was a little bit humiliated it was intentionally she was trying to humiliate him and show that oh i have power here by bitch, bitch please <laughs> yeah serena just needs to be cut down a few pegs but he has she insists that he she checks that he's been checked for any weapons and after being confirmed that he does not have any weapons she's like check again mm -hmm. stop that, being so extra serena chill out that but, pat down was unnecessary yeah, it was yikes on bikes. But <laughs> he he is very upfront and he's very honest. He's like, hey, my wife's going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to let her. And I was just loved it. Mm -hmm. Gotta love a supporting man. <laughs> um, I mean, seriously, what man do you know that goes to your wife's mortal enemy to say, mm -hmm. heads up, my wife is going to kill you and I'm going to let her. It's ballsy. Love Very it. ballsy. Very ballsy. And but but Luke does try to appeal to Ooh. Serena's softer side, right? Yes. He does say that we can leave you alone. We can help each other. You can help us get Hannah back. We'll leave you alone. You'll never mm -hmm. have to worry about us again. You can just mm -hmm. go on your merry way. Help us get Hannah. You have ability to do that. Mm -hmm. And... Serena, oh my gosh, I just wanted to punch her. She says Agnes is very happy, but also being raised by fit and loving parents, just as the good Lord intended. Wow. Mm -hmm. mm, I was so angry. And Luke, I think this is the first time that Luke has actually experienced it from one up like from firsthand experience because mm. he's obviously heard how gilead acts and how they think and believe of families and he obviously has been explained the situation with hannah slash right. agnes but i think this is uh, that we know of the first time that somebody from gilead is saying we think you're a bad person she's being raised by a good person deal with it and she furthers that statement with mm -hmm saying you know i i've wondered why you you didn't try to get your daughter and wife out of gilead you know because mm -hmm. nick was there nick supported june and you want to talk about that dagger being stabbed 
and then mm -hmm. twisting it just to you know make it that much more painful then yeah. luke and i freaking love what luke says to her mm -hmm. at this point with the building code violations in his hands saying stay away from my family or i'll fucking kill you myself throws down the papers yes. walks away i'm we like love it. slow clap. we love it it's great it's perfect brilliant and again the actors saying these lines they are acting it out you could feel how mm -hmm. much how he felt that gut punch he knew like that yeah. she wasn't going to hold hold back any punches and i mean she went for the jugular let's just be real yeah she went for the jugular and and you you got the response from luke because you damn well knew what you were doing but now i'm concerned <laughs> I, I i obviously i'm concerned for june and her mental well-being mm -hmm. as it is but now i'm concerned about luke being corrupted <laughs> Like, what kind yeah. of relationship is this now with these two? <laughs> um, <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde? <laughs> See, that's what I was I was thinking, too. Not quite the same level, but no, just... No. They're not thieves. Concerning. They're not thieves, no. But, but it's very concerning. Because now is. he obviously has approached the opposition to say, heads up, my wife's going to kill you, I'm going to let her. And then... Also, by the way, I'm going to kill you, too. Yeah. Oh, it's it's intense. Yeah. I mean, there's a fine line between being supportive and being enabling. Yeah. We don't know where that is yet. I mean, hey, maybe Luke will kind of calm down. Maybe. I don't. I doubt it. But he might. But again, I doubt I it. I definitely think that Luke is going to make some decisions that would be very surprising for the former Luke or pre-Gilead takeover Luke. Yeah. We can't but, expect everybody to be normal after everything. Right. But having lost his wife, lost his daughter, having to raise his daughter's second born that has no blood relation to him whatsoever and knowing that she's still in contact and kind of reliant on the baby daddy. <laughs> yeah, the, like on your wife's baby daddy. Yeah. Man, it's, it's a lot life. to deal with. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure Luke is going to make some decisions that would be very shocking, especially yeah. just coming from him if, if June doesn't influence him in some fashion. But we'll just mm -hmm. have to wait and see. Okay. Let's talk about Inside Gilead. Let's talk about Aunt Lydia, Janine, and Ooh. Commander Lawrence. All right. I oh. you can talk about the actual like conversation. Sure. But wow. That was again beautiful dialogue. Can I just worship at the ground that <laughs> these scriptwriters walk on? Because Praise wow, me. I praise me. <laughs> um Janine is back with a fiery passion and she is now kicking a fit and kicking up dust and i love it love to see it it's perfect yep. it's exactly what i think her character needed mm -hmm. because there were times where we see janine being more meek and mild and 
we see her going back and forth. I mean, very first episode, we see her get her eye plucked out for being too rowdy. Yep. And so we know that the fight is in her. And sometimes mm-hmm. that, get, that gets kicked out of her. But it's back. And I am here for it. But you talk about the actual conversation. Uh, oh, <laughs> Janine's just done. Let's just be real. Mm-hmm. She's done being the good girl who listens, who follows the rules. She's done. Yep. Okay, she's done with the BS, the Bible quoting BS that comes from Aunt mm-hmm. Lydia's mouth and all the terrible punishments that these handmaids endure under mm-hmm. Aunt Lydia's tutelage. And As she should be. Rightfully so. I think yeah. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's long overdue, of course. And when they're discussing Esther about whether or not she's woken up and Lydia makes a remark about, well, serves her right. You know, she tried to kill one of her sisters and she should rightfully be condemned by God yeah, and, and for her choices, basically. And and Janine's like, what the hell are you talking about? She's a child. Yeah. Like, I, I warned you about her. I told you mm-hmm. about her. And just Janine's laying it all out. And yes. And, Throwing everything back to Aunt Lydia that they, that she's ever said to the girls about live mm-hmm. a life of service and grace or else. Yeah. Because that's and, always been the underlining thing. Uh-huh. That's or always been the underlining else. thing. Right. And and Jean kind of calls Lydia out on her crap. Like, why don't you just go pluck her eye out? You know? Yeah. And, and, and I see you. I see you for who you really are and what you do to your, quote, precious girls. Mm-hmm. Like, I still have one good eye, remember? She goes, or are you gonna gonna take that one too? I'm like, yes. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm so glad to see this side of Janine. I'm here for it. Because, well, I mean, when we mm-hmm. first see them together, Janine's attempting to walk with a walker. She, mm-hmm. the, the poison obviously did a number to her body, and she's having to relearn to yeah. do some things, obviously. I get that the struggle is real. Frustration mm-hmm. is real. Yes. But the fact that Janine is saying everything that she has always thought, felt, or what the other girls have thought and felt directly to Lydia's face is wonderful. Because let's not forget that Lydia has made a promise to God to save Janine and she'll change her ways. So now Lydia is forced yeah. to fulfill that promise and mm-hmm. is forced to reevaluate her methods. So now she's going to go see Commander Lawrence to talk about a new a new idea for the handmaids. And yeah, let me just which... say Let me just say real fast. Yeah, go. I love the interaction between these two actors and Dodd yeah. and and Bradley Whitford. Like yes. how they play off one another is just magic. Go ahead. It is. No, it really is and I mean Sorry, Aunt Lydia, it is not that great of an idea, and it could have used a lot of work. Like, it seemed that she had this idea in the red van on the way to Commander Lawrence. Like, lady, did you (laughs) go in there with anything with you other than just this whiplash idea? Like, I, it could have used a little bit more forethought. She could have gone in with three (laughs) ideas. Two really terrible yeah. ones, and then that one being her saving grace. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that would have been better. Yeah, but the but, interaction. But, you're right. These actors, 
phenomenal. <laughs> so, so tell us about this new. Uh, what Commander Lawrence is basically telling Lydia about the handmade system. What, what needs to be done at this point? Um. Okay. Well, Aunt Lydia is told to get the handmade system under control because she has had so many instances of not just Esther attacking Janine and poisoning herself and Janine, but there's also been other physical attacks that we don't see on screen and um, handmade on handmade violence, handmade on life violence. Like there's not to mention bombings. Oh, yeah, the bombings. Oh, gosh, I actually <laughs> forgot about the bombings. That's terrible. Ooh, bad Amber. Um, <laughs> yeah, handmaids have handmaids have run amok under Lydia's tutelage. And, yeah. And, and the fact that Gilead has kind of a well-receiving audience from the outside now. world. Now. <laughs> Commander Lawrence is like, listen, you got to refine it. Yeah, get back into shape. And you got to fix these things. That way we don't have any other especially now that cameras are looking into Gilead and he mm-hmm. is upfront about it. He's like, Hey, we're opening our doors a little bit. Yep. We don't want this to be the image that is shown. Mm-hmm. And he, so Lydia comes up with this idea <laughs> to adjust and tweak the process of the ceremony. We still have mm-hmm. the ceremony. It still exists. This terrible ritualistic rape, but <laughs> He says that the women, that the handmaids, should still live in the Red Center and stay in the Red Center under her care. Right. And only once a month do the commanders and the wives go to the Red Center to complete the ceremony. There's no, she suggests that they do not stay in the house anymore. And right. I agree with Commander Lawrence's quotes. And he, he says, these are pious men. They need a little kink. And... What in the, like, he's just like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, it's true. I mean, he says to her, like, what are you smoking? Like, he can't believe Mm -hmm. she's saying this. And there's no way that the commanders are going to buy into this. That's not what they want. That's not how their system works. Mm -hmm. And it's such an oxymoron of saying they're such pious men, but they need a little kink. I'm like. (laughs) I lost it. Do you I hear love yourself? Him. Seriously. Do you hear yeah. yourself? But listen, I, I would support, not that I support anything out of Gilead, but for Aunt Lydia to attempt to change her ways and try to better care for the girls, yes. to say, keep them at the Red Center. We only have the commanders come in once a month when it's time. That way, there's yeah. no extracurricular activities happening. There's no opportunity for these women to be abused by their commanders or mm-hmm. have repeats of Janine's or, or June's or anything of that nature. Yeah. I get it. I get I it. I do. But, it was but the reality is. Good talk. Um, mm. uh, good, but yeah, I know. Good you know what I'm Lydia. trying to say. Yeah, sure. Um, it was a try. It was a try. But obviously commanders are not going to go about this, but now Lydia is forced mm-hmm. to pivot once again and gonna try to get Janine back on, you know, good graces with Janine, basically, yeah. and, and asks Janine, will you help me? Will you help me with these girls? And I want you to basically be like the liaison to say, mm-hmm. they're struggling, there's issues, 
and I want to try to treat this with more compassion. Yeah, which I actually really liked that interaction because the and I like that she did that because if she tried to go from it like from that place, the, a lot of those girls are gonna have the exact same reaction. They just won't say it as Janine did. Like, why you'll just do horrible things? Mm -hmm. Like, or else. what would I tell you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or else. Like, why would I tell you about anything? Because you're just gonna do horrible things about it. And so for Lydia to be like, no, I'm changing. I'm doing that. I think having a liaison, perfect idea for that. Because mm -hmm. that's the only way it could feasibly work. Mm -hmm. And as we can see with the ending scene for Janine and, and at the Red Center is that she's actually liked. Like she's mm -hmm. actually cared about by these yeah. other handmaids, recruits. How new they are, I'm not sure. But you see as soon as Aunt Lydia leaves the room, how how fast they get up from their beds to to greet Janine and, and mm -hmm. see how she's doing. And she's like, I almost died. It's like, yeah. oh my God, like I, I really almost died. But this, as I've been saying since the premiere of, of this, this new season, that Lydia is going to groom Janine to becoming an, a future aunt, in my opinion. This yeah. is just a stepping stone. I agree. And, and it just wasn't in the way we expected, but yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And you know, maybe with Janine at the forefront, maybe things would be better for the handmaids as better as better could go. Yeah. But I am also left to wonder, what's going to happen with Esther? Is she going to make it? No. And I am so anxious about it. I need to know about what's going to happen to my girl. <sighs> yeah. Poor girl. Poor thing. I, I haven't read anything about whether she was not returning or she was cast in something else. And that's why there's an absence. I, I don't know. I mean, things like that happen all the time, of course, but maybe she'll make a radical recovery and then be the June 2.0 inside yeah. Gilead. I, who knows? We'll, we'll see. But I, yeah, I need maybe. to know what's going to happen with Esther and whether she's going to survive or whether Gilead's <laughs> going to do her in. Well, know. also, just think of what a volatile June point two point that she would be, especially okay. if because we know that she can uh, she's already manipulated ties with, with her and Janine by getting her by the interaction that in, was happening during the poisoning. Mm -hmm. We know that we know that Esther's a smart cookie, and she oh yeah she could definitely work that. So if she does survive, and mm -hmm. if Janine is this liaison. I wouldn't be surprised if Esther tried to manipulate that to sure. her benefit. For sure. Yeah. 100%. And question remains too, will she still go to the Putnams or not? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Honestly. But let's yeah. talk about the woman of the hour, Serena. She is now a free woman with all <laughs> but some limitations. <laughs> I guess you could say <laughs> she's she's no longer being stalked by Mark Twello. I mean, protected by by Mark Twello, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure he's pretty heartbroken about. Let's just face it, because yeah. he still he still pleads to her, Serena, take the asylum from the Canadian government and and be an American citizen. And she's like, I'm not no, American. Bro. <laughs> My allegiance is to God. And I'm like, get her yeah. out. Get her out. Go, yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yanks on bikes. Get out of here. Leave. 
<laughs> like, yeah, gross. Yeah. So, Mark, like, you're beating a dead horse. Yeah. I, I still this worry. This is not that, his episode. No. I still this worry that he's going to defect. Like, I, oh, I yeah. don't know. I just have it in my head. He's going to defect in some fashion mm-hmm. or another. He still wants to be with Serena. She's not going to give up Gilead as quickly as he would like. So what is he going to do? He's going to cave and he's going to join. Like, I just, yeah. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. I could be wrong. I hope to be wrong. But anyway. We shall see. So with Serena, as we've already discussed, she is sort of like this ambassador in Toronto on Gilead property that was, you know, purchased pre-Gilead War. And Bizarre. very what do you what do you make of her new driver slash bodyguard, Ezra? Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so weirded out by this man. Like I have this vision in my mind that this creepy ass dude was just jumping at the chance <laughs> to be a bodyguard of Serena. Cause like this dude, he, you're yeah. He's so unnecessary well, as a being. Yeah. It's, it's a little much. It's very concerning yeah. considering like Gilead has done everything and I guess hired him to to be her escort what have you and then when they get to the to the center you see all these workers who are these workers are they canadians are they did they just hire these people exactly like Like, i want to know i want to know why who are you why okay moving on so we've already talked about her first day if you will with with the invitations she's making a fuss about how oh there's no more ecru paper. I'm like, no one's gonna <laughs> notice. I, I'm a designer, okay? okay. I'm a graphic designer. I I, yeah. I deal with paper a lot. Yeah. No one gives a shit. Yeah. Be- you know why? Because they're gonna do what June did and burn the invitations. Burn. Maybe a crew doesn't burn. burn as well. Oh my god. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But, but either way, it was. <laughs> I'm telling you, she needs to be knocked down a few pegs. Like, she does. chill the fuck out, Serena. You're not that high and mighty. Well, you I would think, think that she would have learned that by now. I think with her phone conversation with Commander Lawrence, she was knocked down a, a couple pegs because not enough. That's fair. <laughs> she she basically expresses her displeasure about not being able to hold audiences with with these diplomats and whatnot because his office is canceling these appointments on her behalf and she's just (laughs) like well maybe if i do it informally with afternoon tea and then he basically reiterates the idea and says oh yeah you know i i i think (laughs) i think it'd be great if you met, met with people for tea and she's like what a great idea we got you gotta love a manipulative bastard I mean, it was very, very frustrating. Tiresome. Oh, it's yeah, it is. <laughs> it is, but she deserved it. But yeah, I agree. Like, <laughs> it was such a dick move for Lawrence, and I get it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I think really at was. this point, Lawrence is just taking any chance he can to fuck with her. And rightfully so. Yeah, he deserves it. <laughs> You go, boy. Go off. But (laughs) 
just go off, Commander Lawrence. But you, you, you think I, she's still you think she's still a little salty about the idea that he wasn't going to propose or wasn't going to thousand protect her. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's also I, I think that tickles him. Like I think that makes him like kind of like what did you expect, Serena? Like and just mm-hmm. to kind of. And, you know, his poutine jokes and his other, like, <laughs> everything was just another way to kick her while she's down. Like, hey, it's great. Did you really think I was going to propose? You're weird. And here's <laughs> how you even think, like, this is how <laughs> little I think says, You're weird. <laughs> That's great. I love it. <laughs> if if, oh if there's anyone that can say that is Bradley Whitford, without a doubt. It's only Bradley. Jeez. Yeah, I think that would be the only interaction that <laughs> that phrase would actually make sense is if it comes out of that man's mouth. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, wow. you know, so they briefly talk about mm-hmm. June, refer to her as a child stamping her little feet, and he warns yeah. Serena, "Hey, that child's been known to misbehave. Like, let's avoid her." And Serena's like, "Nope, Don't I'm die. gonna address." <laughs> I'm going to address this invitation and send it off. Anyway. Yeah. So in the same time that the protesters supporters are outside of the center, Serena is doing what any other ambassador like person would do. And that's having a photo shoot because what's more narcissistic than that? Yeah. But can we get better lighting? Oh, it's so close to the window and I have death threats. She's like, no, we're still going to do three here, but then we're going to move to the window. Like, I don't care. There's someone just asking to be sniped. I'm oh, telling you. Man. Yeah. She's she's on a whole other level. We've already discussed how the gunfire caused <laughs> her to be evacuated from the building. She encounters June and Luke. And June makes the decision not to shoot Serena. So maybe June is really not the monster that she thinks she is. Or that people portray her to be. Who knows? We'll see. But now Serena's off to a new <laughs> quote unquote secure location with a giant W on the gates to this property. Yeah. I personally thought this was maybe in relation to the Waterfords, like Fred's Me too. Grandparents. Cause I I think the home that they actually lived in Gilead was actually Fred's childhood mm-hmm. home. So mm-hmm. To me, it was like, okay, maybe it's like a distant relative, thus the big W. Nope. Nothing like that, as far as we're aware of, right? Enter new character. Enter very, like, super fan, like, like fangirling. Oh, my God. It was creepy. Oh, okay. Yes. Very creepy. She is Alanis. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Ryan Wheeler. And as soon as she sees Serena in her household she drops down to her knees and begins to pray with the the pregnant belly and it's like yeah oh how reminiscent is this with with serena to june yeah and you can tell that serena like i i swear uh, she was thinking about it because her face she was like yeah what do yeah Yeah. it was she was what do and (laughs) (laughs) it was i think in my personal little headcanon, I'm going to think that that's exactly what she was thinking about. Like, mm-hmm. hey, is this how creepy we are about <laughs> it? And it's like... The answer? Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. Hate to break it to you, but you're a freak lady. <laughs> and but she seemed uncomfortable. Like she mm-hmm. really she honestly does. seemed uncomfortable. Because she doesn't even know who this woman is that we know of, I'm assuming. Because right. they didn't sound they didn't sound like friends. It sounded like they didn't fan. sound familiar with one another. No. Yeah, so <laughs> like that's for okay. Pretending we're gonna we're by no means taking <laughs> Serena's side, but you gotta imagine how weird that is. Like, you just got out of a situation where you could have died. Mm-hmm. Your arch nemesis, what, uh, like, and you already knew there was a gun in the area. A gunshot did go off. Yep. You were being evacuated for your safety. Mm-hmm. You don't know where you're going. You don't know these people. Yeah. Like, and this woman who you don't know is again, like, just praying at your baby. Like, oh my god oh my god oh my yeah, god it was weird and i don't blame her really for creepy. being weirded out by it I'm which leads dynamic which leads me to two questions mm-hmm. is this woman truly an ally and going to further serena's cause or is she going to try to take serena's baby i don't know because i mean they did reference that last season that gilead would make her a handmaid or at least take the child because he's a son of gilead Mm -hmm. and the putnams would raise him while Serena and fred sorted out their their problems i wouldn't be surprised if then if they are true gilead supporters to be like hey we are better fit parents we are fit (laughs) and able and one of the irony the other one is being like uh is obviously being targeted we are the safer family. Oh, and wouldn't that just be irony? Uh, wouldn't that just be a perfect quinky dink? Oh, man. That, that'd be rough. That'd be rough for Serena. I might feel a little bad, but then I probably won't. Yeah. Like, I'd probably feel bad for, like, a second and then be like, mm, I feel nah. bad for the baby. Oh, uh, that depends. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Be raised by non-Waterfords or Serena. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's oh, true. Anyway. Well, that Yikes. pretty much that pretty much concludes episode four of the season five. Let me rephrase that. That concludes season five, episode four, entitled <laughs> Dear Offred. Overall, I really did enjoy this episode. Mm-hmm. And let me just say this. I think considering that this episode ran for about 45 minutes, the story flowed well. Pacing was great. Mm -hmm. And personally, I feel that episodes that are not directed by Elizabeth Moss, not that she hasn't directed some great episodes. Mm -hmm. I just feel that the non Elizabeth Moss episodes run a little bit better. We definitely don't get as exactly. They we definitely don't get the long stares into the camera as much i'm just over that however so 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 far this episode is the shortest out of the four Mm -hmm. and i think it it progressed the story greatly what are your overall thoughts with with this episode (laughs) again from right from the beginning i said this is i think this is my favorite one so far granted we're only four episodes in Mm -hmm. but i think it's my favorite so far because like you said it forwarded the plot so much and i mean you guys know i like nick 
And there was not, there was a mention of it, but he wasn't even here. And very sad. I get this is my favorite episode. I think that's saying something. But I loved it. I thought the character and plot development was beautifully written, beautifully portrayed. And I think it was also beautifully shown. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like we didn't, we saw multiple instances of how June has grown since arriving in Canada. Mm-hmm. but we aren't like explicitly told that. And I love it. I love the fact yeah. that they didn't need to, that. We were, they were, we were able to see it and it was clear without mm-hmm. anyone being like, look how good she's doing. Because I mean, she's not. Yeah. But <laughs> I, but it's still an improvement. An improvement yeah. is an improvement, but Very I sure. like that. They, I like that. It's not so in our face, but it's still such great developments. It is. And it really, it really moves a lot, is. like you said. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to next week's episode. I've seen a quick sort of snippet, not snippet, mm-hmm. but just a little brief on the next episode. I believe it's entitled Fairy Tale. Yeah. So that's very intriguing in terms of an episode title. So we'll see who's living in a fairy tale. <laughs> what that means. Yeah, because it could be Serena with this new Wheeler house. Yeah. Could be that. It could be June, I guess, yeah. thinking of that. It could be this new development with the handmaids that uh, Janine and Aunt Lydia are developing. Who knows? Or it could be Mark Tuello. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I, I, don't, a fairy tale. I don't know what to think of that man anymore. I'm very, I'm concerned. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, just, just go away. Just go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of you and your nonsense. So, yeah, very... I mean, he literally said that America is basically washing their hands of this, mm-hmm. and he he's did. the American ambassador or liaison, whatever he is. I forgot his title, something. but yeah, he's something. So, <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if now that America is just kind of we're done with y'all. Mm-hmm. To for him to kind of back into the shadows and go away, mm, but I, I think they already established him as enough as a solid character that yeah, if he came back, I wouldn't be surprised. <sighs> well, maybe he'll continue his efforts to get Nick to be a double agent, if you will. Mm-hmm. And or maybe you're going to be right, and he's going to defect because we all know that that's what you're rooting for. Defect. Good. No, I, it's not that I'm rooting for it. It's just it would it would make sense, like in order to appeal to Serena more so, and not be an unmarried pregnant woman, is if she were to be with someone who's of Gilead. And yeah. Mark just seems so desperate to keep her in his clutches, if you will, not like in a creepy sense, but just like to. It's in a creepy. Be sense. around. Yeah. Okay. It's in a creepy <laughs> sense. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. I hope not, but we're we're the almost. Men will do to smash. I mean, oh Jesus! Don't get me started. Uh, so we're almost we're almost halfway through the season. Next week will be mm-hmm. episode five. Looking forward to that, and that pretty much wraps up today's pod. So Amber, thank you again for joining me, and thank you to those who have watched this live stream. Thank you to Christian aka McDorks, who was in the chat for a little bit. Appreciate you being here. Mm -hmm. And 
to anyone else who will come upon this podcast in the replay. Appreciate you stopping by. Consider subscribing to The Watchers in the Basement as we are on the road to 200 subscribers. And also don't forget to like this video. It helps out with our algorithm. That way more people can uh, mm -hmm. check us out. And we also want to tell y'all that Amber here has her own YouTube channel, which is known as all of Amber's wands, a study of wand lore in the wizarding yes. world. And Amber, you actually have some really exciting news yeah. that deals with wands and it mm -hmm. starts tomorrow. Tell us about yes. that real quick. Uh, tomorrow is the start of Wandtober. It is an entire month long event, uh, completely centered around wands. And we have, um, I believe it's closer to 30 plus wand makers from all over the world. Wow. Yeah. They are very amazingly talented people because this, the stuff that they create, it's more than just a stick. It is art. They spend yeah. hours intricately designing, carving, whittling, um, amazing, amazing stuff. And we have, again, yes. like 30 plus wandmakers from all over the world. So we're going to have scheduled events. Uh, it's called master wand makers they are on instagram and on the master wand makers website what you can also access through my instagram and my um my instagram i'll have i'll be making posts and everything about it but i am kicking off wandstober because every mostly on the weekends but days throughout october we are going to be having interviews, uh, cosplay competitions, um, art competitions. And I am doing specifically two events where I am kicking off the event by doing a history of wands tomorrow at one o'clock in, uh, what time zone am I in? Uh, California. <laughs> California. Um, Pacific, Pacific time. Thanks. <laughs> hey, I'm from Arizona. We don't have time zones. Yeah, that's, that's um, true. That's yeah, forgivable. So Pacific time. So one o'clock Pacific time tomorrow, October 1st, 2022. I'm going to be leading a history of wands. And we are going to be talking about the cultural, historic significance of wands throughout the entire world. It is very fun. A lot of research and time went into this. I'm very excited for my presentation. And later on in the month, I'm going to be doing a DIY of how to make a wand with a chopstick or a little dowel and how oh, cool. Yes. Very fun. I'm looking it's forward to that. Looking forward to that. So all of it, all of Amber's links will be in the description box down below to follow her <laughs> YouTube as well as her Instagram. And you can check her out about Wandtober <laughs> that begins tomorrow, <laughs> October 1st, 2022. Mm -hmm. So also you can follow the Watchers in the Basement on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search at Watchers Basement. You can also help spread the word about us on that same or those same social media platforms, but use hashtag Watchers Basement. Send us articles, send us memes, send us things yeah. that you want us to watch and review. We'll be sure to put that on the list. And if you're into House of the Dragon, the guys and I are doing reviews on every episode every Monday after the premiere on Sundays. So be sure to join us Mondays for House of the Dragons and join Amber and I again every Friday for the Handmaid's Tale review. Yes. Lastly, we are also on 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, thanks to Anchor.fm. Give us a five-star rating if you enjoy our podcast. It really helps us out. And that wraps up, finally, <laughs> today's episode. Once again, Amber, thank you so much for joining me. I cannot wait to watch the new episode next week and to come back here and discuss it with you. I thank you again for the honor and congrats again for watches in the basement for the 100th episode. And I hope we reach 200 soon. I hope. And I guess, um, have a great day and, uh, buy her fucking hand. Buy her (laughs) fucking hand. (laughs) See (laughs) y'all.